Okay, so today we are on Revelation chapter 19, right? So our study last time, we, uh, in our study last time, we saw the destruction of uh, Great Babylon, isn't it? Right? And uh, the people of God rejoicing for the judgment that came on uh, Mystery Babylon. So now, uh, uh, Revelation chapter 19 is a very, uh, very important chapter, a very critical chapter, because in this chapter we are going to see uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb and also the second coming of Christ. Wonderful, isn't it? Right, so let's start from uh, verse 1. The Bible says, and after these things, I heard the great, uh, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. So you see, there are people in heaven there, isn't it? Verse 2, for true and righteous are his judgments, for he has judged the great war which did corrupt the earth with their fornication, and has avenged the blood of his servants at your hand. Verse 3, And again they said, Alleluia! And their smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen! Hallelujah! And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, and you that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. So it's very interesting that uh, that voice came from the throne, isn't it? If you look closely at verse 5, and a voice came out of the throne. So most probably it would have been the Lord Jesus Christ's voice, isn't it? Saying, praise our God, all you his servants, and you that fear him, both small and great. So uh, we go to verse 7, and here uh, the subtitle, that is, uh, in my Bible, is the marriage supper of the Lamb, right? The Bible says, let us be glad, in verse 7, and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife is made herself ready, right? And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. So, how do people uh, get ready? For the marriage supper of the lamb. 
you know that the first step is to accept the gospel, isn't it? And get born again. And when you are born again, then you live, right? According to uh, what the Bible teaches. In other words, you now live in obedience to Christ. You make sure that you, you keep your garments, isn't it? You remember what the Bible uh, talked about uh, when Jesus was talking to the church at Sardis, saying there are few of you who have uh, not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white. So it's so important that you don't defile your garments, isn't it? Because the righteousness that we have, it has been imputed upon us, isn't it? We have the righteousness of God uh, uh, through Jesus Christ. So we carry this righteousness. So we need to make sure that we don't defile the garments that we have what uh, uh, we have upon us in the spirit. You, you can't really see those garments, isn't it? Yeah, so we have to make sure that we walk in holiness and we walk in purity. And we are always looking for the coming of the Lord. So these ones that are in heaven, uh, they are now ready, isn't it, for the marriage supper of the Lamb because the Bible is saying uh, his wife has made herself ready. Verse 10, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, right? So he says, I fell at his feet to worship him, to worship this angel. So you, you have to make sure that you worship no one else except God. Angels are not worshipped. Even uh, uh, great saints who have lived before us are not worshipped. We cannot worship Paul or Peter or Abraham, isn't it? Worship is reserved for God. So this angel says, don't do it. I'm your fellow servant. And of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. In other words, he's saying, I'm a servant like you. And I'm also a servant of your, uh, of your brethren uh, uh, that have the testimony of, of Jesus. All right? So, uh, verse 11, this part now talks about the second coming of Christ. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. So, this is Christ now, isn't it? So you see the description of this uh, of of uh, of Christ here on the white horse is different from uh, the white horse and it in Revelation um, chapter six, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. So here we are actually told that the one who sat on this white horse is called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. So you see, there were many crowns on his head. 
compared to that rider who was given a crown and who had a bow. So you see the difference. So the description here is uh, almost the same, isn't it, with that description that we uh, we saw in Revelation chapter 1 of what John saw, right? For example, eyes like a flame of fire, isn't it? Right. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself, right? So we don't know that name. We only know the name that was revealed unto us, which is Jesus Christ. Remember, I think when we were reading the seven, uh, the letters to the seven churches, right? Jesus talked about a new name, his new name, isn't it? So we are going to find out. <laughs> we are going to find out, all right? And there is also a promise to uh, to the saints as well of a new name, right? In the letters, again, to the seven churches. So maybe all of us or some of us will receive new names, all right? So this is going to be interesting. Proper names. So if you have a, a funny name, for example, like doubt, I'm sure it will be changed. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, those uh, names that speak of darkness, we, we, I'm, I'm sure we won't be using those names in the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is light. Right. Verse 18, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the word of God. Right? So, uh, we all know that when you see that name, the word of God, it refers to Jesus Christ. You remember John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. So the word of God. Being God himself. Right? Verse 14, and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. So uh, uh, there are armies in heaven, right? So the Bible here is saying they followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen. Now you understand that from other verses, uh, other scriptures, we know that when Jesus returns uh, to the earth. You also return with the saints so that they reign on the earth. All right? So it's uh, most likely that among the armies of heaven, we are also going to uh, uh, also have the saints coming down with him. He's coming with his angels and he's also coming with the saints to reign on the earth. Okay? Oh, very interesting. You know, I love this this time. <laughs> We shall see when we talk about the millennium. But, well, this is what we are waiting for. We, we, you know, we shouldn't be crying for this current world uh, that we have at the moment. There is nothing interesting about it. But the one that is coming, boy, <laughs> that is going to be, uh, to, be, to be pretty interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting. And remember, when we come back again, 
we have glorified bodies this time around. Powerful. Because remember, Jesus, the Bible is, is saying Jesus is coming with the armies of heaven, but his, army, uh, his eyes, I mean, are uh, is a flame of fire. And he's coming down. And every eye shall see him. <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. Now, uh, verse 15. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treateth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. So uh, let's uh, repeat again verse 15. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. So you see a description there about Jesus. Most times you will see that sharp sword there. Very different from that bow that uh, that rider on the white horse in Revelation 6 had. Okay? Yeah. So this word, the Bible is saying, with it you should smite the nations and you shall rule them with the rod of iron. So Jesus is coming back to rule the nations. The nations. And there's also a promise, right, in the seven churches that he uh, who overcomes, he shall be given power to rule over the nations as well. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. So he shall rule them with a rod of iron. With extraordinary power and authority. And then he treateth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Now, this is uh, talking about the judgment on the wicked, isn't it? The judgment on the wicked, as we shall see uh, uh, when Jesus comes down uh, on the second coming. Um, there is going to be the war of Armageddon that will be fought. Because remember when we read uh, the previous chapters, we saw the beast and his armies congregating in a place called what? Armageddon or Mount Megiddo or the Valley of Jehoshaphat. So they will be there waiting for Jesus because he is coming. And now we are in heaven, actually seeing Jesus coming down with the armies. So the beast is on earth with his armies, waiting for Christ to fight him. And Jesus is coming down with his armies, and they are going to meet at a place called Armageddon. That's why it's called the War of Armageddon. Interesting, isn't it? So as I, as I told you, before, uh, the kingdom of darkness is aware that is coming. And they will, at that time when they gather at Armageddon, Jesus has not yet come, but they know that he's coming. So, they 
Interesting, isn't it? That's why the Bible says, for the devil knows that he is but a short time. He knows. So you will see that uh, <laughs> some of the children of God on this earth, they are not serious about their lives. They are not serious about their Christian life. Utokundwa na satan uzawuti jesu haruku uya ne ukurumiza. Otofano prepare. Right. Verse 16. And he is on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. Why is he king of kings and lord of lords? Because he has made us kings and priests. So the moment Jesus makes us kings, then he becomes king of kings because he is our king. And lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, my God. Eh? You know... We have, we have been made kings. We have been made kings. A king. Just picture yourself being a king. Just picture yourself having a crown on your head. Powerful, isn't it? We have been made kings. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together under the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. So, at the war or a battle of Armageddon, many people are going to die there. Kings, generals, right? Commanders of armies there, soldiers. This is what the verse is talking about. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. So the beast wants to make war with Christ here. So he's already gathered with his armies to fight him. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet. So verse 20 is now talking about the war, right? After that war has happened. So the end result is that the beast was what? Taken. And with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that he had received the mark of the beast. And them that worshipped his image, these both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with a brimstone. So the beast and the false prophet will be the first candidates to enter into the lake of fire where they will be tormented forever and ever. So verse 21, And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, 
which sword proceeded out of his mouth and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Right. So uh, that army will be defeated without hand. Right. It stands no chance to the armies of heaven, isn't it? So that will be the end of the beast and the false prophet and the armies that will be gathered to fight against Christ when he returns at the second coming. So uh, next time we are going to be uh, going to uh, verse 20, isn't it? Where we are going to see Satan bound for a thousand years and the saints reigning uh, on the earth for a thousand years as well. All right, which is called the millennium. So we'll talk about that uh, more next time we meet. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we thank God for that which we have shared today. Uh, we pray that uh, may the Lord continue to bless you as you have heard the truth, all right, especially about the marriage supper of the Lamb. The Bible says, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he says unto me, these are the true sayings of God. Amen. So we thank God uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ, who has invited us to the marriage supper of the Lamb. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.